Hello everyone. Welcome back to our podcast channel Investonomy. I'm your host Harshal Mehta. You all would have surely heard people talking about that invest into markets. The markets have been rallying. So before having a hand knowledge of anything nobody will go ahead and invest into markets. Obviously there has to be some basics of it. So in today's podcast we decided to crack down what at least from a beginner's point of view what are the specific things or checklists one has to look into and obviously covering that, those particular points or checklists we would also cover the fundamental questions which people of late have been realizing that you know the disconnect between the economy or stock markets obviously we'll be covering those fundamental questions as well so in order to discuss these topics today we have the head of equity research at bnp paribas india hi amitsha thanks for joining us thanks ashish thanks for having me yeah so before going into the nitty gritties of the fundamental questions and you share your experience please let us know how you ended up coming into equities because we understand you have a decade or more than a decade of experience working with bnp into equities so what is that it still you know what got you into equities and what is it that still helps you going till date so you know the equity markets always had been fascinating and you know it, it's all started off coming from a gujarati family right as most of would resonate coming at the typical background you know gujarati boy raised in born and raised in bombay and usually you end up hearing stock discussions at the dinner table as you grow up and that was one of the very early sites and then uh, when i went to us for my uh, mba there we actually had a course where you they actually gave you real money to invest in the market as a part of that course and uh, and that is where it started so my experience first started with investing very initially in the us markets and i worked in the us uh, and i started on the buy side in the us uh, as my first job and from there on you know moved 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 to sell side which is which is quite a contrary move but uh, it, it's been a very enriching process and and you know to kind of answer your question as to what keeps you going after so many days is because i think uh, i think probably covid was a covid can be a great example right even after 10 15 years you think you know it all but again something comes that you have never seen and in my probably decade long experience you know we have seen we have seen the tech bubble burst we have seen gfc now we have seen covid and in between we had these small ups and downs so and every time it's something different which which is and, and hopefully and, and that's the beauty of the market right every time there is something different that comes because which is why it makes it to make money over a longer term in the market is is, is a big skill to have agreed yeah. uh, because of the covid scenario it just topples down everything whatever you know it's uh, knowledge or everything just gets haywire yeah and secondly uh, this is something new that uh, at least from a india standpoint what people would have heard uh, uh, the us university what you have been talking about uh, in india i don't understand there's some uh, university which helps students you know directly give money and ask them to invest into equities this is something good so i don't i i'm sure i don't know exactly in india what you know how it works but i'm sure some of the some of the really good schools in india also they if not real money they would at least have the mock simulations that are needed you know like a mock simulation of a trading room and all if not i'm sure they would have it as in the in the year to come but i would be surprised if some of them are not already doing this agreed yeah 
So we start off with a very basic question that markets have been hitting fresh record highs, whereas there is hardly any economic recovery. And from economic recovery, I talk each and every factor. There's, you know, job losses are still there. There's no, people are not employed yet. The companies are facing hard time to recover, at least from a profit standpoint. Yes, they have done, but not pre-COVID levels. So there seems to be some kind of mismatch between the markets as well as the economy, despite having, obviously, uh, you know, considering the economic reforms, uh, what the finance minister has been giving it. So what is your take on it? Uh, see, uh, see, the simplest, uh, simplest answer to this is, right, the markets are always forward-looking. So it's the anticipation of the good things that are going to come or the economic recovery that is going to come is what we are trying to price in today. It's like what happened with COVID, right? So usually that kind of falls are pretty quickly and a lot. The recovery is usually that much faster. I think the problem usually comes with markets when they end up languishing over, like if you had a 20% correction in the market over a year's time, that is a lot more difficult to fathom than the market falling 25-30% in a month. So from that perspective, you have easier ways to cope up with the decline and you're, it's easier for you to quantify it also. And to kind of answer your question right there, it's not that the markets have rallied entirely on anticipation. There has been a change. Like if you look at all the high frequency indicators that we track, right, with the basically indicators that are that the government of India releases on a monthly basis or with higher frequency. So all of that we track on a monthly basis, right? And if you see from April onwards, almost 70% of the indicators have improved on a month-on-month -month basis and materially so. And in certain indicators, like say the PMI, auto sales, gasoline, diesel consumption, we are actually growing on a year-on-year -year basis. So it's no longer about COVID anymore. We are actually growing X of COVID. So certain places, yes, like travel and tourism will be consistently hit and for a longer period of time as well. But other factors, if you see cement production is largely coming back to normal. Steel production is actually up on a year-on-year -year basis, as I mentioned. So things, so there is a genuine economic recovery. I think the bigger question with the market is kind of now asking is that uh, what part of this recovery sustains? Do we see this crazy spike that we have seen in auto sales continue? It, of course, won't continue at the same momentum because there was also some bit of uh, pent-up demand and the COVID-related demand that kicked in. But there is a fair likelihood that do we do we normalize? Do we come to that 11% GDP growth that most people are forecasting for 21? That's, that's, I think, that's what the market is looking for. And I think that's where the large part of the market has rallied. And today, it seems like we are coming to that first threshold of the market where the market kind of takes a breather to see whatever it's priced in, does it actually pan out or not? Because the next leg will only happen if it's actually better than what we estimate. But let's say back in March, if someone would have told anyone or even me that, you know, the markets were at around 29,000 and someone would have told that the market invest right now, obviously uh, I'm not talking about those who have been doing through SIPs. I'm talking about directly investing into equities. If someone would have told that the market would go 40,000 plus or 42,000 plus, nobody would have agreed or, you know, believed that particular fact. So is it the right time? Because let's say in March, when actually it was the right time for those, uh, you know, to invest, they were afraid, uh, they were fearful. 
so and now those who haven't invested now they feel obviously we have missed a train so let's do one thing whatever is the current pricing let's invest into this particular pricing despite knowing that whether this is overvalued or undervalued obviously this is pertaining to specific stocks but overall i'm saying so do you think is it the right time to invest into equities when markets are you know way ahead of the fundamentals see probably the best actually to to answer your early part of your question right this time actually it was the retail investor who led the indian recovery because the the retail investor solely was responsible this time for the entire rally that we saw in towards end of april and going into may and june so the for for because and that was two reasons for it right? one was because they had disposable income you couldn't really spend money anywhere there was not much to do and that's why the market seemed like the best place to be investing right so from that perspective the initial round right. of money came from the retail investor and today in fact it is the retail investor who are who are taking profits and probably in our opinion rightly so because the current valuations from a you know from an investor perspective who is not looking at 3 5 10 years here 3 5 10 years probably no level is bad level to invest because your horizon is so long but if you are looking at from a short term perspective definitely the market looks like it's slightly overvalued because if you look at from an earnings basis right price to earnings effectively telling you what you are paying for growth right so india is trading right. at 19 times uh, forward earnings and the historical five year average is uh, 17 times so this is not a lot considering a large part of this rally in the markets is also driven by the global liquidity right so the premium is fairly justified saying that okay in in any world where cost of equity has been so low and it's going to be low for a long time there's those markets should trade at a premium which is probably the case with india and other emerging markets as well but when you look at the underlying e of the price to earnings right which is the earnings part we are factoring in almost 40% growth for fy22 saying that the mix of nifty 50 companies will grow at 40% that to me seems a bit of a stretch and i think that is where the market is kind of take should take a near term breather because we need to come closer to here to management commentaries to say that can you actually pull up a 40% growth for fy22 Considering the third and fourth quarters would be better than what all of us expected, so that is where we think that the near-term performance of the market might be questioned, especially going into the new year, because right now still the liquidity rush is continuing. But if you see this entire liquidity rally, right, uh, domestic in- investors as well as retail have been consistent sellers. it's only been the foreign investors who's been lifting the market so the fpi levels have been increasing since past october november basically last one two months yeah just for november you had almost inflows of some 8 billion dollars in india right because of that uh, can, can it be said that uh, as you correctly mentioned that retailers have been booking profit so the point here is if someone wants to invest right now it will be very difficult unless they you know really it's a good stock or a value stock which they feel that it is going to you know add value into their portfolio or you know make profits in the long term see as i said you know while while we mentioned that the markets have stretched a little bit but the, the underlying liquidity rush right as i mentioned that think about it right all the central banks in the world are saying we'll do whatever it takes to get out of the covid situation effectively saying that we are going to keep printing money and providing stimuluses to the best of our ability and not really worrying about the deficit situation right so all of that is being canned down kicked down right. the road 
So in today's term, this liquidity is going to continue. So now most of the developed world is either at negative interest rates or at one percent, right? So effectively saying that your cost of borrowing is super cheap. So in search of growth, historically all that money always makes its way into emerging markets, because you know having said that, the, uh, despite being hit by COVID so badly, India will be one of the fastest growing economies again for FY20, right? So that is where the money is chasing that right. growth. So. there should ideally for the market to remain healthy overall we should, we do expect a bit of a correction but it's not that you will see like a double digit 20% correction in the market or something because fundamentals are really improved so it's not going to be a material correction it's going to be a correction which is if at all it happens will be a very healthy one from a long term market perspective because otherwise what will happen is that if the market keeps going up on back of liquidity when that liquidity injection stops that correction would be very steep and fast again yeah. right it will it will go down as as fast as that uh, as it has picked up right so here now you know the basic or maybe the main reason that what should a retail investor because let's say the fund houses always have their own team of research analysts how would a retail investor who let's say directly wants to go into equities what particular specific parameters are to be looked into and you know how should they select a particular sector see from a retail investor's perspective right unless you actually come from a background of you know understanding financials or not probably the it's best to avoid individual stocks i would say so simply because it's 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 better to leave it to the fund managers and that's why i think mutual funds and index funds and all are a good place to start your investing career because otherwise it seems like if for someone who does understand i think usually it starts with you have to see what's the sustainable growth of any particular sector and then the commensurate valuations compare it with historical are the corporate is the management of the company solid do they have a good track record you know the basics of investing that that one needs to get a checklist of and i think i think that's why probably from a retail investor's perspective uh, from for long term you know sustainable money making uh, principle i think probably index funds and mutual funds tend to bode well because it will be difficult for retail investors to pick individual stocks you know on a consistent basis but even let's say even if they want to go ahead and select the mutual funds on what basis or on what grounds uh, obviously i'm not talking about the elss or the tax saver funds i'm talking about equity yeah. growth funds so on what parameters or checklist would you give obviously it depends on the goals but is there something would you like to advise i think it's always to kind of see what is your own independent risk profile that's probably number one starting point like it will be different for a 25 year old making x amount of money to a 25 year old making 2x amount of money and to a 50 year old you know same way so everybody will have a different risk parameter but say for example let's go with a 25 year old who's who makes above average income right probably they need to go with aggressive growth strategies from from a, because their ability to take risk is higher and at the same time in shortlisting mutual funds the best probably best way to go is a uh, look at the historical track record because this is one place where historical track record means for something because the underlying method is largely the same going forward as well right so a person who has done well over the last 10 years it's unlikely suddenly they'll start doing bad over the next 10 years they might have a year or two which is different but historically you would see that track record is maintained
what do you think that what will be the impact of work from home since we understand the work from home is still going to be continued at least till the first half of 2021 so what is your uh, advice or insight on the impact uh, of work from home and second whether there is a because of economic stimulus package what has been announced is there really any benefit with from a ground level perspective because obviously we are not going into the uh, uh, criticism or we're not going to analyze but at least from a ground level point of view is there any benefit from the uh, economic stimulus so see so i'll take the second question first which is on the economic stimulus see, the stimulus was more from a top down perspective so it was more towards trying to fix the banks and you know providing the msme loan relief providing the moratorium so so i think in a way uh, This is one of the few times we we have actually analyzed and implemented a system well, because India, unlike the Western world, right, is not is not in a position to hand cash out to its citizens because of our fiscal deficit and you know the currency overhang that we have. So from that perspective, I think the the whole situation was managed well from a fiscal perspective, and they have handed over cash where they could, right, the Manrega scheme, where they have they accelerated the withdrawals from that scheme and to pass on the money. So. from to that effect there has been some ground level of course we would definitely want more but keeping in mind india's long term credit rating the potential fiscal deficit and also the outlook on the rupee probably we are not in a position to give a big fiscal stimulus per to per se in terms of you know putting in money in the hands of individuals but they are trying to put in money in the hands of selected strata as well as trying to fix the bigger top down issues which is like ensuring the banking system is more resilient and is able to come out stronger which which i think a large part of that goal has been achieved now if you look at the morat numbers have come up dramatically so collections have improved asset quality risks have come down so so from that perspective i think we have done we have been all right for for you know for a change and uh, regarding the first point you know your insight on the impact of work from home uh, because let's say at least from a spending point of view you know the more people are doing work from home there will be less you know consumer oriented or consumer consumption economy so your so your actually, insight on that of the pandemic in august we wrote a entire huge report on work from home and uh, analyzing each and every sector that benefit the most and overall it it actually panned out that way we had highlighted that sectors like information technology and all will be the biggest beneficiaries along with banks who will benefit the most consumers would be benefit so consumer discretionary takes a hit initially but in india even that was the that was not really the case right if you look at the likes of jubilant and companies like that right they all turned out to be fairly resilient coming out of the pandemic so but from that perspective consumer agreed consumption doesn't uh, work from home has its benefit in the sense that of course your savings definitely increases and there is a very select sectorial impact from this in terms of you know food and entertainment travel and tourism that gets impacted a little bit more but your disposable increase in uh, income increases uh, dramatically that there have been various surveys which said that on an average for a for for a person making say around 10 lakh rupees a year they have their incremental savings were almost like some 3 4000 rupees per month from on account of work from home So overall, it is definitely a big positive because it, it promotes different types of goods like consumer discretionary. Earlier on, like you would see more people buying more television sets, more washing machines, more cars. Also, that's all of that is depending on you know what income strata you fall under. More two wheelers. So there have been 
benefits and losses but overall i think work from home is a concept for india as a country is is this probably a must have something i think was one of the few positives that came out of the whole covid situation because both from a travel time from a quality of life perspective everything improved yes and that's the reason as you correctly mentioned uh, in the earlier uh, that you know people have disposable more disposable income to look forward where where should they invest into initially a lot of it went into stock markets which is what we are seeing i think today that money is now as things are opening up and people are going back to you know indulging in whatever they would like to some of that money is coming out of the markets right yeah so before winding up our podcast one last question that what sectors according to you have great potential from a long term perspective obviously covid was a small hit or you know which has obviously affected the markets for a let's say a short period of 3 4 months but what sectors have you know literally been the beneficiaries due to covid or what sectors you look now up to post the covid era as a great have a having a great so long term uh, potential i think from uh, both near and long term right the near term sectors i think which can benefit uh, considering there is still a big valuation mismatch is probably travel and tourism i think in a quarter or two then as things can improve people would probably look to travel again and i think these are the places where still there is a big valuation mismatch as compared to the market but more from a long term and sustainable perspective i think for india we continue to prefer uh, uh, the banking space uh, both uh, private sector banks as well as insurance companies and uh, the second space that we like is also the four wheeler space uh, that is something that we believe there will be continuous trend the telecoms are something we are positive about and uh, lastly i think with the it as a space uh, continues to remain attractive just because both it acts as a hedge to your portfolio as well as we are seeing more digital initiatives across right so which which makes the it sector an uh, ultimate beneficiary sure thanks a lot for your time and your insights it was really very no grateful thanks having a lot you. thanks for having me no material on this podcast should be considered as a financial advice the material on this podcast is for informational purposes only the views represented here are personal and do not represent any organization Thank <music> you.